As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, it's Jeff here. Have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? Let me give you a rundown. Basically, this is the easiest way to make a podcast. It has everything you need all in one place. It's what I use. It's what I recommend to everybody I talk to about starting a podcast. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms. That includes Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I did this for our Game of the Year podcast. It went very well. People responded to it very nicely. With Anchor, creators can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And that's what enables Anchor to offer all of its services totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm or find the Anchor app in your mobile phone store. the internet you're busy let's do this welcome to the games beat decides podcast this is the podcast where we decide everything about the world of games so you don't have to think for yourself i'm your host jeffrey grubb with me is i was just gonna say the next line on my script here which is say your name mike minotti um so, but you already did that so yeah i do what you tell me yeah i'm, I'm, I'm happy for that at least uh in today's episode news and games. Whoa. I don't know. It was a week, though, right? I, I yeah, Another one, it turns out. Yeah, yeah. We're going to just keep having them, I think. I don't think we're going to escape this hey, whole uh, thing. Uh, I, I mean, I always feel, I feel guilty to be like, oh, this week was really hard on me when it's, you know, people like 
talking yep. about <laughs> serious things that are, need to be discussed and addressed. And I'm like, yep. this makes me tired. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And then you get guilt on top of everything else. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Awful. Oh God. Uh, yeah. No, I, I feel the same way though. It's like, I'm like, this is emotionally draining for me, a person not involved and in just watching from the sideline. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, but it is. Uh, we'll talk about the it, it, talk about it in news if people are wondering what we're even talking about. Talking about, but uh, we'll get to that. But it, also, just on top of everything else, like looking at the the COVID nineteen charts, Mike. It's just like oh, it is just going back up. We're good. sitting. Yeah, it's one thing. And like you know, my wife's a teacher. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. And today, uh, among all this, like the different public schools, it's like no, we're going back full time all day. No, no more remote learning at all. We're just going to bring everyone back. Plowing ahead anyways, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. So, so yeah. But uh, well, I'm sure we'll touch on all this stuff. There's video games, and we'll talk about those. Uh, first, though, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at GamesBeat.com. If you have something to share with us, email the podcast at GamesPlusPodcast.VentureBeat.com. That's the plus sign. Uh, thank you to Carlos Ayn, who is Insane in the Rain Music on YouTube for the use of our theme song. And you can uh, you know, if you're listening to the show on the, the player widget on the website, or if you're watching on YouTube or, or Twitch, you could subscribe to the audio version of this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, Spotify as well. Uh, and if you like the show, rate us on Apple Podcast or whatever you're listening on and tell a friend. All right. All right, Mike. Let's hop into the news. Let's just do this thing. So... First up, uh, it, the headline I have here is uh, Ubisoft addresses sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, that doesn't begin to tell the half of it. Um, over the last week, beginning with last weekend, really, um, uh, just dozens and dozens. And now, uh, you know, we're, it's over 250 uh, allegations, uh, you know, of, of varying stripes and colors uh, of sexual misconduct in and around games. Um, the the list really got started with uh, it primarily Twitch streamers and YouTube content creators primarily. Uh, but there was sprinkled in there. There were also uh, a, a few, I mean, it's, it's hard to even remember, but it's every, every single person that every single job in this industry kind of d- did not go untouched. Everyone, there's someone, uh, if you were a journalist, yeah, there's some journalists that were, uh, you know, alleged to have uh, abused someone either emotionally or sexually um, people that make games. Um, and it's hard to know where to begin. It's hard to know what to do. Uh, it was hard to even like write about. Like it was happening so fast, and there were so many names. Like we didn't even really know how to cover it. Um, right, and like so there were some like I guess hot spots like Chris Avalon and, and Ubisoft right. stick out. Right. Uh, so Chris Avalon is a, a writer, a well known uh, for his work on a bunch of stuff. He's written some games that I, I really enjoy the writing of. Uh, he was basically the allegations are that he preys on younger women by getting them drunk at like conventions and then waiting until they are so drunk that he can take them back to his hotel room and then perhaps take advantage of them. Allegedly there was multiple, not multiple people who came out and said this happened multiple people who said, who said they witnessed this type of behavior from him. And he has since, I I think so much as, as, He's apologized and addressed that there is an issue there, and he, and the people that he's worked with uh, at Techland on Dying Light Two and on another RPG project, uh, they've cut ties. Waylanders, thank you. So, uh, it, so it's like, yeah, right, a hot spot. Like that one's like, it's easy to be like, here's some uh, a bunch of credible people saying something happened, and there's been some consequence to that. Um, 
there, there's, but like I said, there's every single thing you can imagine here. Uh, and, and really what this speaks to, right. Is there's a systemic problem. It's happening because, uh, we, we have created an environment and, you know, society's created this, this environment, but within gaming, we've, we've, uh, repeated this environment where people feel they can get away with these behaviors and, um, and, holding people accountable is the first step to that, but it feels like the next, what's the next step? How do we uh, move forward and, and create a, an environment that it, it does not perpetuate these behaviors? It's uh, it's challenging, but it must happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's some fast, not fast solutions, but some obvious ones like hiring more women and more diversity and better HR. That is more about protecting employees and less about protecting companies. But again, like mm-hmm. all these things, you know, I, I could say them, uh, people need to do them. So, yeah, yeah, it's right. And I mean, the like Ubisoft, uh, like they had so many different uh, allegations coming out. And that, that always struck, struck me because I don't know about you, but I was always kind of under the impression that among like the big publish publishers, like Ubisoft Same. was one of the better places to work my at. Exact, my exact sentiment. Yes. And then like it's like, oh, actually, you know, they have a lot of scumbags there and a lot of problems with this. And it's awful. And even like they've addressed it, but it wasn't like it's like it's always silly like oh like like judging like the apology and how they address it right because like it all like it matters but it doesn't matter as much as like what actually happens but still like you get such a feeling from those things and how they address things and like the feeling right. i got from the ubisoft one was really lukewarm like there's just like there's no soul in it you know and like if mm-hmm. there's a time to maybe inject a little soul or emotion into something right like i, I want the ben and jerry's black lives matter i suppose you know absolutely not yeah. the uh not the you know very typical using the word allegation like 50 times and right and and you know they do that for the same reason we do because it yeah. you know we're in a position where if we say something and it turns out not to be accurate we'll get sued uh, and this enables us to talk about it in a way where it's like we are speaking to it uh but, but without like the, the risk of like giving a person the chance to just sue everyone who is talking about it uh yeah the ubisoft thing it is uh, i'm not going to read it uh you can read it. it's on their uh, news.ubisoft.com website if you want to go find it yourself uh but yeah there's no name attached to it i mean you can imagine what it says without saying it basically right yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, you know right yves gamal's name's not attached it's just a kind of like a news bulletin with with no author it, it doesn't seem like it seems like it is you know, the corporate PR take on this. And and it feels like um, what people are saying is, is that that sort of reaction to these allegations is the reason that these things continue to happen over time is that this, this isn't enough. It isn't thinking about the people actually involved. Uh, It isn't treating, it's treating human beings as resources for a business and not as humans themselves. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, and Ubisoft, uh, it was like, dozens of allocations just of people that work there uh, and now now not everything is um to the level of of, of sexual assault but but like a sharf ashref ismail uh who was the creative director on uh, assassin's creed he, he was accused of infidelity but the, you know the the emotional abuse that went along with with not telling the people that he was in relationships with that he was married and and you know the emotional abuse of going of of not giving the person the chance to consent to being in something that involves infidelity um and, and you know that you know that is you know there's a spectrum here but we don't need to like try to figure this out it's 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 just we know that that is a person in a position of power taking advantage of it. Uh, you know, he used like his work address to say, "Oh, send me if you're going to send me something, send it to my work address at Ubisoft. Uh, I don't, I don't take mail at my house." And it's 
it is a person in power taking advantage of that power. And that's the real issue. And it's uh, it, we, the systems have to be built to hold people accountable. And I think, you know, you're right about putting more people, more for a, a, a bigger variety of people into those positions in the first place. Absolutely. And, you know, and unions would probably help too. Uh, probably. Yeah. Right. And especially in, in, you know, higher roles, exec roles and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's yes, great hiring, absolutely. you know, uh, people in entry level positions or mid-level, but more bosses and stuff like that. But, uh, I'm, you know, personally, thank you to everyone who did speak up. Um, I, it's, you know, it, we, we were complaining up front about how this is, it's draining. We can't, we can't imagine what it's like for you. Uh, no, this it, is, it's weird because like, I don't want to say that I think, and I, th- I think maybe you feel the same way. I don't feel sheltered from it, but be, like we work remotely our entire career in this industry, right? Like we are not working in these hotspots or in big offices or anything like that. Like I'm in Ohio, you were in Ohio now you're in, in Colorado. Like I'm in, I've been in some middle of suburbia the entire time. Right. I've been in this industry and uh, like I used to always kind of regret that. Like, Oh, I'm not part of these big like offices. And I don't see people. And now it's like, man, it kind of sounds like, like, you know, like in the IGN stuff, right. Like, mm-hmm. like that's, yeah, it's like, it's, it's not necessary. There are some sexual assaults, like it's bad behavior there, but just mm-hmm. like reading this stuff, I'm like, Ugh, I, I'm just kind of yeah. glad don't have to. Yeah. It just sounds about. like, yeah. Dehumanizing behavior, uh, you know, as well. And it's, you know, they're all in the same family uh, of harassment. Um, but yeah, that, that's the, yeah. I felt the same way. I was like, it, it is, um, I, I am happy for the way that things turned out for me because it's like, I get to just, I, you know, I work from home. I set up the, the, my whole life the way I, the exact way I want it to be. And I just assume that people are doing good on the other side of emails. I don't have to like worry that I am associated with behavior because I work at a place and I didn't, and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know what to, to speak up. And it's like, man, that would have been like, I hope I would have done the right thing, but I don't know. And it's, and it seems like a lot, in a lot of cases, people didn't know and they didn't speak up. And everybody likes to imagine they'd, uh, they'd run into the fire until they feel the flames. Right. Like kind of- Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and you know, and based on the evidence we have, most people are running away from these things or ignoring them or pretending they're not happening. And there's some human, that's just, it, the way humans yeah, are built human in a lot of cases. preservation and stuff like that, you know, because you, then you're saying, oh, my job's in trouble and it sounds awful. And again, I like to think I wouldn't worry about my job in that situation, but, you know, bills to pay, kids right. to and, feed and stuff, you know, yeah. it's awful. Francisco, where it's super expensive and you're already being underpaid. Yeah. A lot of people said that they felt, you know, afraid for their jobs all the time. And that was part of the harassment. So, Yeah. Uh, it, it was like, okay, it seems like since a lot of the, these allegations, um, in regards to IGN, they've, uh, really cleaned themselves up. Tina, Tina Amini is, is, you know, and John oh, yeah, Davison no, are over there. I, I, everything I've seen is that the current IGN team is awesome. And I, I know right. them and they are awesome. And, yeah. I, I think like they did a lot right now, but it just seems, it seems like, like they did a lot of that changing on their own. Right. Without a lot of like the stuff coming out first. It's, you know, some of it did Steve Butts was, uh, a, a, a big, you know, black eye for them. Uh, but they seem to make the right moves, and that's nice. I'm glad to see that. Um, all right, I, I it, you know, it's hard to wrap up that. Uh, right, that I stuff, mean, but, you know, I wish I had a nice bow to put on top of it, but uh, yeah, things suck. Hope they get better, and uh, you know, it's good yep. we're talking about it. I guess. Yeah, and, I don't and, guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, why do I say I guess? It is. No, yeah, I, it's just I understand. It's training. Uh, okay. Uh, so we're going to move on to the rest of the news. The rest of the stuff is mostly, uh, you know, there's some bad news in there, but nothing, uh, to match that. So let's just get right into it. Let's, uh, start with Mike Minotti, Mike Min Min 
Minotti. Min Min Minotti. Min Min Minotti. I think should it be Min Minotti or Min Min Minotti? Is that too many mins? I don't know. I think I I like the Min Minotti. Yeah. Minotti. Very nice. So I I feel like if you call someone a noodle lover, it's kind of offensive, but that's what Nintendo calls their Min Min character (laughs) from ARM. Basically made out of ramen. Um, So yeah, this was uh, the Smash reveal that, that, you know, the the first character in the second character pack. and it's Min Min from Arms. And they said it was going to be a character from Arms, and now we know exactly which one. Uh, what was your reaction, Mike? Uh, so like, I I I figured it wasn't going to just be Spring Boy or Spring Girl, whatever the names are. Like like nobody really likes those characters; they're very generic. So now I actually almost thought it was going to be like a situation where it's like it's like a bunch of them, and they all have the same move set. You can pick which character model it is, like kind of like the I, Bowser. I Junior thought that thing. too. Especially because of the way they, like, I thought it was weird that they said, like, yeah, it's going to be a character from ARMS, but you don't know which one. I like, <laughs> before have they been like, yeah, it's going to be a character from Fatal Fury, but it's a surprise too. So, mm-hmm. like, that that kind of had me on that wrong path. But if you're going to do, like, a single character, I think, you know, I figured it would always be either, like, a Min Min or, a, or the, gosh, I can't remember the other name. But, yeah, like, Min Min was certainly on the short list. So I, I, you know, I wasn't too surprised. I think she has a good character design. I think uh, what they showed of her move set is interesting. Although again, like the move set is basically it's a lot of just usual arm stuff, right? Like a lot of the arms characters are basically kind of moving the same with different like weights and a few right. different stretchy techniques. arms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, right, great. right. But uh, yeah, it, it looks cool. Uh, if nothing else, like the arms soundtrack is great. So I'm kind of excited that like those songs will be in the game. So yeah. Yeah, Without a doubt. Uh, the, they uh, also revealed that they brought, you know, like always, some more um, uh, me costumes, including Vault Boy uh, and like the the characters from uh, Splatoon, the girls. I can't remember their names. But yeah, that the it's the team. It's the uh, like DJ Marie, from the first game. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but but yeah, it's um, I don't know. That stuff looked cool, but it's just. I guess, how are you feeling about the this first batch of stuff from the new DLC? Yeah, I feel pretty good. I mean, you know, it's not it's not the it's not like as crazy or sexy as, uh, you know, Banjo Kazooie or you know even sure. Joker from Persona, but I, I always I always thought it was a little weird that there was an arms character in there originally. So I think getting one in there now is good. Uh, I think she looks like she's gonna play well. It's, I'm kind of excited to. I haven't played too much Smash Bros since the pandemic, so I really right because it's a couch co-op game. So not co-op, but, you know, it's a couch game. So no, I, I hear you. But like this will be an excuse to like kind of yeah load that up again and have some fun with smashing up, especially now that like I'm starting to not play Animal Crossing every single day, so I can maybe go for a little smash. Even with the update there, they got they I didn't put in the news. Yeah, like, new update coming. You could swim. Yeah, I mean no, I'm, I'm still gonna play Animal Crossing, but like same. And I I, I have the five star island now. I have. I, I, I like the way my island looks. There's nothing except for maybe trying to get like some more stuff for the museum. There's nothing sure. crazy I'm trying to accomplish in Animal Crossing anymore. So I, I'm not like doing my like daily chores, if you would, quite as much. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, all right. Uh, up, no, up next is uh, The Last of Us Part Two sold more than four million copies. And uh, I believe that was for through the its first three days. Uh, that makes it the fastest selling PlayStation 4 uh, exclusive from PlayStation Studios. I think that's all the right qualifiers. It might be the fastest selling like PlayStation first party game ever, because I'm pretty sure that uh, the PS4 games have been that way for a yeah, while. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're the- already saying that about like God of War and Spider-Man. So right. be true yeah. to too. Exactly. So, yes. And those were the ones that uh, that this game outsold. Uh, God of War was at three point one million through the same period of time. Spider-Man at three point three million. Uh, 
it's yeah, this is a, a big launch for them, a big a big success. Uh, it's yeah, it's all it's every bit the blockbuster that they were you know that they were hoping it would be, and it turned out yeah, that's the case. Um, you know, obvious things here. Are, you know, it, this it's been two years since Spider Man came out. Uh, there's also been a recent surge in PlayStation Four sales because of the coronavirus, and people are still kind of you know there's no movies still. People aren't going out to the movies. People are spending money on other entertainment, and video games are still benefiting from that. So I think this all helped push that uh, push this up to four million. But still, I think regardless, this would have succeeded. But Jeff, didn't people read the Metacritic user reviews? I thought you know what? That's right. I don't get it. Right? If this they're faking this. This is fake news, right? Yeah, yeah. gotta be. Man, those people are really weird. Um, yeah, this, I'll tell you what, we'll talk yet. about it later. But like, I'm. I'm like 10 hours into that game or more. And I, like, I do not know what people are mad about yet. I got, right. If you, yeah. I'm like, hoping I find out soon. Cause I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, what are people so like getting so emotional about here? Yep. Well, yeah, you're right. We'll talk about it later. Uh, but yeah, there are those some weird folks out there. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. This is, this is kind of what I expected. Do you think um, that this is going to end up, doing like 15 million copies or, or, or 20 million could get up to like the Grand Theft Auto 5 numbers I mean, or anything the, like that. If it gets a boost from PlayStation 5, right? Like if a lot of people buy PlayStation 5 and then like, and like for some reason, maybe they didn't have PlayStation 4 or they weren't playing for a while. And then they're like, okay, now I'll buy Last of Us, uh, maybe. So like, you know, I, is it, I guess you're asking, is it ultimately going to sell more copies than like God of War did overall? And, and I'm not sure. sure. Yeah. My kind of interesting question is, let's say like things were reversed and Last of Us Part 2 is the game that came out like three years ago and Uncharted 4 just came out right now. Do you think it would have like taken this record? Do you think there's something? Yeah. Sp- but yeah, you think it was just kind of a matter of the timing with how many consoles in the I, I, mean, the, I mean, the timing and uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, the built the the. The buildup of a Naughty Dog sequel, uh, you know, there was a lot of buildup for Uncharted 4, but if it had been even more, like an even longer period of time between the last Uncharted and this, it would have been at a fever pitch. It would have been even higher and it would have, yeah, I think, I think Uncharted 4, maybe not, maybe not like 4 million, maybe like 3.9. Yeah, but I still sure. think it would have been right, right there for sure. I agree. All right. Um, so that Lockhart, that Xbox Lockhart, uh, you know, I've been saying it's real. Uh, people are finding more evidence of it. The uh, a leaked document hints at another next gen Xbox is the uh, the headline from The Verge. Um, uh, and basically, people are just finding documentation from Microsoft that lists like, you know, there's the Xbox Series X in this code. Uh, but then right below that is, uh, you know, Xbox Lockhart. And, and you know, uh it's coming. It feels like they're still going to announce it in August. Uh, that was the, you know, they were going to announce it in June. They moved that to August. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's real and it's coming. And, and I guess, um, you know, it, it, the, the, the wording around it now, or the, the, what people are thinking now is that it's going to be like a four terabyte machine uh, that is, or a four teraflop machine, excuse me, um, th- that is built to play games, the next gen games at 1080p instead of 4k. Um, and to me, that makes a lot of sense. What do you think? I mean, it's, it makes sense of like, this is their way to make like a 200, $250 new system, right? Like that's gotta be the, yeah. maybe 300. Like this reminds me kind of, of like Sony used to, when the new system was coming out, like when PlayStation two came out, here's the PlayStation one, like O N E. And it was like, look, this is like the cheap way to have a PlayStation, but it's like still kind of new and exciting. And the same thing with PlayStation two. They, 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 didn't, they stopped doing that. But this kind of reminds me of this. Like, this is kind of just like a step above like a, a Xbox Series, Xbox Series X, called Xbox One X, one not X. these names. Yeah. Oh, yep. crap. So, 
I mean, it's, I think, I, I think there's a little risk of confusion here. Uh, Cause it's like, well, what is Lock? It's like Lockhart almost sounds like more of a next gen name than Series X does at this point. Yeah, I'm sure when it comes, I, it's going to be Series S probably or whatever. Right, X, yeah. that's well, not well, less I thought the whole now. idea of Series X was that, that that's the series. So Lockhart's not among the X series of Xboxes. Right. Say it. I, I, is, I don't know if that's the. I don't know if that's what they mean. I think that like, <laughs> man, you're right. Is I don't it know. not what they mean? Because that's what I think it's just they like, meant. When I said I the were... name was stupid, that's how people <laughs> defended it. Was there going to be a whole series of Xbox X's? No, I think there's going to be a whole series of Xboxes, and then the letter will do, like the designate like where in the series it is because it's um they they're uh, you know what this we don't this is not we don't need to talk about this this is their problem <laughs> I'm not, not going to def- I'm not going to figure it out for yeah. them they'll explain it do and if, they, if it's if it's dumb it's dumb you're right you're you're right I don't want yeah um. So yeah, it, it's going to come out. It'll be called something. And to me, like the, the, the there is like a lot of potential here. I think for confusion, but I think there's a lot of potential for really like strong sales too. Because if you think about it, like the, the system should you know should be significantly less expensive to make. Maybe not super less expensive because it should still need to use the same CPU. I think and the same um, and the same SSD. To, and then the same architecture overall to ensure that it can play next gen games, uh, even if it's not, you know, even if the GPU isn't up to snuff. But the GPU could be really cheap compared to what they're putting in the S Series X. But you got to think about it; they could also not include a controller because, yeah. or or they could like make a version without a controller, right? That is significantly cheaper. And because you just sell it to people that bought the Xbox one, the original Xbox one. And the reason they haven't bought a, an Xbox one X yet is because they're like, well, I don't have a 4k TV. We'll be like, Hey, if you still don't have a 4k TV, just get this thing. It's going to play all those games. It's going to play them at 60 frames per second. So they're just, they're just going to be at 1080p. And that's like, to me, that's a, there's something there and you could just use the controller you already have. And it's like, if you get it down to like 200 without a controller, uh, that I think there's a, a lot of potential. Does it still have a disc drive? You know, I don't know. That's a that's a good question. I, I you know, there might be some reporting on this somewhere, but I'm not sure. I, I think it probably does because oh, you're trying to sell it to people who are upgrading right now. It's okay. I think I think it does. Do you think so? Do they just like are is like the Xbox One X still going to be there and be like the even cheaper thing, or do you think like they're going to really scale that back and try to not maybe have that on shores on like store shelves as much to be like yeah, here, are that one, two, here are the two options, Locker and yeah, I think it phases it out. Yeah, I think they phase it out. Yeah. I think it makes sense. I mean, I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll, they'll sell through their stock, but uh, once that's gone, I, I don't see them continuing to make that. Cause I mean, first of all, the Lockhart's going to be cheaper to make, I think than the Xbox one X, even at this point, um, unless they did a revision of the one X and called it a third thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but I, I would guess that I would guess that they just phase that out, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, th- this is for, this is like a, a price play it's to to like ensure like oh we're gonna have the most powerful system but we're also gonna have the most affordable system and all that stuff but um i think you know for our audience for us it's still you know we wouldn't consider this we i would go for the more powerful one for sure okay um yeah i think we'll find out about this in august though so if people are, are wanting to you know know for sure just wait until then um that could still change but i heard recently again that it was still august all right. Um, more Microsoft news. It is uh, it, it, it shut down Mixer out of nowhere. Yeah, God, um, that was this week too, man. Yeah, that was this Ooh. week. Uh, at least in the last seven days, I guess. Yeah, they shut down Mixer. So um, we woke up one day, 
And well, I mean, Dean got the embargo, so we, like we knew it was happening, but it was still wild. Um, yeah, they're selling the business uh, side of things off to Facebook gaming. And if you want, if you're on Mixer and you want, you could just sort of, I guess, I haven't really looked into it, but I guess you could just sort of migrate to Facebook gaming and continue there. Um, Microsoft is keeping the patents that, that like Mixer and then before that beam.pro is what it was called. Uh, those patents for streaming, Microsoft's keeping those things. Um, and yeah, like (laughs) they're just getting out of the business. And you know, this is like just like a year ago, not even they were giving $50 million to Ninja to come stream exclusively on Mixer and Shroud got like, you know, 10, 30 million. I don't know. A, a lot of money as well. And a bunch of other people, there's a bunch of other people involved in those deals to get exclusively on Mixer and Mixer wasn't growing. Uh, it's overall viewership hours was flat year over year. Isn't that like, insane? That is what, right? Like spending like, that much money and like, it, it, nothing. I, I wonder what like the long-term ramifications of that are going to be just in terms of like the idea that like, these streamers are like right worth i don't know what like worth something but like you know worth like 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 what what do you do with them like are they i guess they're good for for advertising obviously but it's just bizarre that like if people supposedly care so much about this person and this brand like why is that not help like like there's nobody there was nobody bigger than a ninja and that didn't move the needle then it's like well then nothing can I think you're right. So I think it's like the there was an audience that followed those people over to Mixer and continued to watching them. And it was a significant sized audience. It was like pretty close to what they had on Twitch. It, the whole whole problem here, though, is that none of that filtered out into the rest of, into the rest of Mixer. People weren't suddenly like, oh, Mixer is my platform. That's where I go to discover new people. They were still going back to Twitch and that's where they would find new stuff. But you know, if if a ninja was on, they would go watch ninja, but just was not helping the platform grow at all. And so it's, it's this wild thing where I think you're right. People are going to look at this. uh, The people that are signing these big deals to get exclusive content on their thing and be like, what, wait, what, what aren't we understanding here? Why didn't this help? And I, you know, I think what this, what it says is you can only count on their audience coming over. It's not, it's their, that audience is not like, there's something else happening on Twitch where Twitch has reached this critical mass where people just go to it just to like go to Twitch and see what's on. And you, you can't buy your way into that by paying a couple of streamers, a lot of money to come do exclusively on your thing. It's, it's something else. This is kind of have you thinking like, like Twitch is it like Twitch is going to be the thing for like the far, far foreseeable future now. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, and like Mixer seemed well liked by a lot of people who used it and mm-hmm. posted on it, and uh, like it, it certainly you know it had backing from Microsoft. It had these big like news making deals and stuff, and it and, you know it just didn't take. So it's hard to imagine like what can like like things like Facebook gaming and YouTube gaming. They're they're working and they're growing for for what they are, but it's it's not like it's offering something different than Twitch is really right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, YouTube will continue to have its like on demand video stuff just completely own that space while Twitch owns the live space. Uh, You know, and Facebook gaming has, you're right, has been growing um, and it's been growing like 200 percent year over year. So it's like it's some impressive stuff. And it was bigger than Mixer. And these are according to figures that um, some of that stuff's got to be self-reported because it's the number like they're looking at the number on the thing. But it's from um, uh, stream elements, I think. Uh, and, and they would track this stuff and they would, they would see, oh, Facebook's, Facebook gaming is growing. And it's like, how much can you trust Facebook's numbers? That, that's been a conversation for a long time. But let's say that that stuff is real. Um, it's still, I don't think it was for 
the same kinds of games that were popular on Twitch. My, I think my understanding is mostly like mobile stuff was like really popular on Facebook gaming. And, uh, and, and you know, th- that makes sense. That's it's like a place where that kind of audience could grow. Um, does that, you know, and when Ninja and Shroud were given the option to sign big deals with Facebook gaming, according to the reporting, uh, they turned it down and now they're just free agents. They're going to go where they're going to go. Yeah. And I can't um, imagine they're hurting for very much money right now. Right. I would be, I would have done the same thing if I were them. Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, I guess the you know the bottom line here is Facebook gaming um, is not going to like replace Mixer on the uh, Xbox UI or anything like that. Facebook, Microsoft's not like, oh, you're going to actually just come be our Mixer on our thing. I think obviously Microsoft's like this. We know this didn't work. Now we know we've spent a bunch of money to find out a really tough lesson that you couldn't buy your way into the space. But now we know, and now we don't have to try anymore. And we're going to cut our losses. And I think that might have meant that like some people. You know, a lot of people that were like building up their community on Mixer got cut off suddenly without knowing this was going to happen. And there were reports that a lot of employees didn't know, although I'm not sure exactly where that came from. Um, and, and so, so yeah, it, it, but they know not to try this anymore. Just back off and go with Twitch and build a really good support for Twitch and YouTube into the next Xbox instead. And that's, uh, you know, it's better than trying to drag Mixer out for years, right? Like, this is better than that. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know, you know, people are always going to be upset. I don't know. Like, it, you know, it's always going to suck. Yeah, it was inevitable, though. Yeah. Right. I mean, to, I mean I'm, the sure band some, I'm sure someday within the next year or so, we're going to wake up one day and it's like, hey, Stadia doesn't exist anymore either, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, and it's like, but I, I'm glad they did it now the before thing. the new Xbox, though, right? Because because it's like you've come up with a new Xbox and you build Mixer into it and then you have to like right. rip that stuff out and put new stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably part. I think once they realize like this Mixer is not going to be a part of like the Xbox Series XUI, it's like, all right, then. And they, man, they, I mean, they were pushing it pretty hard on Xbox One for a while, right? Like they're talking yeah. about that stuff constantly. But, uh, did not take. No, it did not. Um. All right. So we got some other stuff happening over this last week in terms of just uh, game reveals or new previews, uh, not, not E3 involved and stuff. Uh, uh, Marvel's Avengers was one of the biggest ones. Uh, Cyberpunk was the other one. But let's talk about Marvel's Avengers first. Did you watch any of this? I did watch a bit of it. Not a, not, not all of it. I've got enough was to your- get the flavor. Uh, my, my opinion was I think I was kind of defending this game a bit last year at E3. And now I'm kind of coming around to the other side a little bit more so than anything. It's just like the gameplay doesn't look very like there's much going on. It looks it, like people are saying it kind of just looks like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but like yeah. with kind of AAA production values made. But like it's basically just like like a beat em up. <laughs> yeah. But without too many. It's, it's I mean, maybe there's got to be more to it than what we see. But like and there's like not a lot of like good weight to like. To hitting things like what like Thor's like hitting people with his hammer, and there's like this this thunk sound, like a hollow piece of metal is like crashing on the floor. It's like it's a thunk, and I'm like, that doesn't seem what like what Moyers. Oh gosh, I can't say the hammer. The hammer should sound like Mjolnir. <laughs> Mjolnir, yeah. Like there you go. Yeah. I, so I, I don't know. Right. I thought it was. A, I mean, it seems like. I mean, I don't think they can be happy because it seems like the response from a lot of people was uh, lukewarm. Yeah, I, I mean. It's, it seems like it could come out and be an anthem. I think is the problem. Like it come, could come out and um, maybe, maybe there is something fun in there, uh, but it's going to come down to like, it, I agree that the gameplay looks boring. It does. Uh, Imran Khan, former game and former uh, writer and um, freelancer uh, said he heard reports from people who have been testing it, that it is boring. 
and I believe it. Um, but it's, you know, I think it's, yeah, it's going to come down to, uh, I think if it is boring to play and, you know, and that stuff comes together in the final weeks, always with development, that stuff could get tightened up and they could find a lot of the fun that they knew was always there by just tuning things up and getting it right. Um, but I still think this game based on what we've seen now is, is it's going to live and die on how good of a Diablo it is. Is it, is it fun to progress? Is it fun to dress up your character? Is it fun to get new gear? Is the gear meaningful? Um, is it is is the gear meaningful enough that you do want to run these things over and over? And even if you're not, even if you're doing, even if there's like a lot of stages, how different is that content? Um, is it just going to be a lot of aim robots, uh, which is what they showed, you know, yeah. as the enemies? Um, if that's the case, like you know, people are just going to bounce off, and it's going to be an anthem. Um, and that's it's funny, you David. Rough. Like you don't you, you even mention like story because like I you know, right, I don't have like, any faith in it. I don't, I don't faith in it. It's like right because I'm looking, I'm like. Yeah, that certainly seems like a uh, a Marvel comic book story. Yeah, and it seems like a, a you know a, a glorified tutorial. It really does. Um, you know, and I you know I think you could play through the whole thing by yourself, and I'm sure there will be narrative elements. Uh, you know, as you go through these online missions, um, even if you are by yourself. Um, but the thing with the thing that they're showing. Um, that where it's like, oh, you know, the, you're playing through a story as a character and there's stuff happening in a day, all this stuff. I really to me, that just seems like it is the table setting. And once you're through that, it's you, you're going to forget about it. And it's really going to just be running these missions over and over. So we'll see. Um, you know, it, the problem with like taking something like Marvel Ultimate Alliance and making it, you know, closer to AAA, which is, is that you I mean, you could see it in the in the evidence of the game itself. It, it's expensive to make a lot of content. So you either have to cut corners, which it looks like they did. It just doesn't look great. It doesn't look like as good as Spider-Man or any of the recent modern games. Uh, and, and then it's also hard to like make enough content. So, so there's enough variety. And it, it, we definitely felt that even like through the stages, it's just one aim robot after another that either were exactly the same or looked really close. Um, which, you know, I guess it, that makes sense. You're fighting things off an assembly line, but you know, yeah, but, yeah. It's not fun when you're. Yeah, it's not fun we'll when see. you're playing the game. Yeah, I mean, so you know, Anthem was kind of hurt a lot by high expectations. Maybe, maybe Marvel's Avengers will be helped by low expectations. Good point. Good right? point. We'll maybe. see. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, uh, then Cyberpunk, which uh, you know, I watched that as well. Um, I'm ready to play the game. Uh, it it, it looks really good. I just want to. I'm starting to be like, hey, this could be like a Deus, Deus Ex sort of game, one of the recent, you know, the modern Deus Ex games in an open world. And I, I hope that it really deals with the ramifications of that, right? Like there's like, you know, you can do, uh, approach things any way you want. But as soon as you put, put that in an open world where it's like, well, what if I just I want to walk away from this entire thing and go get engaged in some other gang that has nothing to do with this and, and see what happens? Uh, does the game account for that stuff? Um, I hope it does. That's kind of where my expectations are set now, though. If it's like if it doesn't do that stuff, then I think they, you know, they, you know, it's hard to say, but I think they failed because uh, that's where that's what they are seeming to sell me right now as I watch these uh, these early previews. But I don't know. What would you think? I know you kind of watched it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I think it looks at it and kind of going back like this is a, another game with high expectations, right? And you're you're sort of talking about that, and maybe that's what yeah. is, is maybe going going to hurt it. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it looks good. Uh, it, I, I'm like trying to figure out if it's my jam or not. And I'm like, it's hard because I used to like these kind of games more. Like I liked uh, the, that first Deus Ex reboot and and stuff like that. But lately, I, I don't know. I don't know. This is just the the, the styling, the setting. Well, let's say yes. Like literally, the cyberpunk thing isn't right. really my thing. It's run its and, course. Yeah, it's run its course. Uh, 
So I don't, I don't know. I, and I'm not trying to sound down on it, but like, I'm not excited about it for whatever reason. I'm sure, yeah, it'll, I mean, um, even though I'm sure it'll be good, like, you know, more than anything else, I'm like, oh, this is the next game from The Witcher 3, guys. That should be cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to see their their quests at the very least, uh, just to see what those quests look like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that game's coming out in November, November 19th. Um, could get delayed again, though. Who knows? Um, Crash Bandicoot 4. Out of Here nowhere. we go. Where'd this come from? I don't know. What could it be? Oh, man. We talked about it a bit last week, so we, we don't did. go over it too much. Um, we didn't. You're right. We didn't. We would never. Um, w- w- I don't know. Are you happy? It looks good. Yeah, I think it looks great. Uh, I like that there's – I like that it mostly looks like the, you know, other – the older Crash Bandicoot games with, like, some fun things here and there. Like, there's, like, different masks that give you some different abilities, like like flipping gravity and stuff like that. Uh, I think the, the art looks good. I think the humor seems to be pretty spot on. I kind of like that, that joke at the end. It's like, well, how many times have you – Dealt with Cortex three three seems like way more than that. <laughs> like I get it, they're making yep. fun of the other Crash Bandicoot games that people yep. don't like. It's a, that's a, that was a good joke. I was uh, happy to see that, and you know, um, you know, it also signifies to the fans what this game is trying to go for. And I think they're they're, they're smart to do that. Um, Did you see people like there's people like mad that about Crash Bandicoot's look, and I'm like, wait, does he look different than he did in? The insane trilogy. I guess I didn't see that. I saw you getting mad about it. Yeah, but maybe it wasn't actually that. Maybe it's be getting mad something that wasn't really a thing. You know what? But I always find that when if I go look for it, it's it's there. Um, I I think most people that like on my feed have pretty good taste, so I just didn't see it from them. Um, but yeah, I I I mean, I think I before it was released, uh, before the trailer was released, I saw some people definitely commenting on like, oh, he looks different in this in this box art or whatever, or in this uh, promotional art, um, and, and. it, like the the connotation there was in ne- in a negative way, and I didn't get it. I thought it looks cool. I think I think it looks cool. So, uh, so yeah, I, I you know, people are dumb. People have bad taste. <laughs> Turns out, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but you, but you are happy with it, right? Very, you think yeah, it looks good. Happy. I'm really stoked. This is one of the games I'm looking uh, most forward to now for the rest of the year. Got to play it on a PlayStation console. This is one of the things where I like. It's, they right, have to announce the Switch version. I bet it'll come later, like Insane Trilogy did, but like. I don't know. Playing Crash Bandicoot, anything but Sony, is still weird to me. No, I, I feel you. Um, Rocksteady. Uh, this was a report out of Eurogamer uh, that that uh, next Rocksteady game is a Suicide Squad game, and I know you're just ecstatic, Mike. I know you're a huge not. You don't care about the comics or any of that. The, the source material. You just love that movie so much. <laughs> this is I like to call this the final straw, right? Because like, there's a lot of things this week that were stressful and bad, and this is obviously <laughs> yeah. not a big deal, but it right, is yeah, the straw <laughs> that just your really... camel's back just snapped in half. Yeah, uh, like uh, it's like. Oh God! And I don't. I don't know. It could be good. I guess it could. It could be more but. than anything. I feel like it's if it's you know Suicide Squad. I mean, again, I don't know very much about these characters, but like I feel like this is basically just going to be kind of like the Arkham games, but you're like Harley Quinn and and a few other people instead, right? I I yeah I I mean that's what I would want. That's why like, I'm getting. I guess like I, I I always like the idea of like oh maybe they do like a Superman game or a Green Lantern game because I'm like well that would no, be no no really I would different. prefer that yeah <laughs> That'd be but cool if we're getting a Suicide Squad game if we're getting a Suicide Squad game from Rocksteady I want it to just be the Arkham games with I the Suicide so, so yeah, like but it's like I would have preferred yeah, yeah but Superman it's gonna be game, the absolutely. Arkham games but like without instead of like doing detective stuff they're gonna make like a lot of bad jokes and like maybe like say the f word a bunch and like talk about <laughs> sex and like look out. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing is that I want to make all these same jokes as you. 
I know that the, 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 the actual comic books are revered though, by certain people, but also like, I don't want to have to like deal with DC fans getting mad at me for making these jokes. And that's what, that's what this game really says to me is that we're going to deal more with more DC fans who are, uh, often, I find often take these things far too seriously. Um, whatever it's it's rock steady i man that I, I just, it feels like we've been waiting so long for the next thing and then find out oh it's suicide squad oh my god great yeah cool yeah Every, all yes. the ip that warner brothers owns or whatever has rights to and i get it like that sequel's coming with james gunn directing it although like i, so I didn't see bird of prey i know some people like that and like that's i don't uh, so that's not the suicide squad but no, some of the Suicide Squad members are in it, or is it just Harley I Har- Quinn? I think it's just Harley Quinn, and then she's got yeah, yes, you're right. That's and then she's got like a new gang, and it's that one's directed by a woman and written by women, I think. And yeah, and, she's uh, uh, I think they Margot Robbie produced it. They just announced while we were doing this that uh, whoever directed that is making like the new parts of the Caribbean with Margot. Uh, oh, okay, Robbie that makes as sense. the lead, and that could be good. So yeah, I have yes. no opinion on Birds of Prey. I haven't seen it, but just a uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Really uh, I mean, it. man, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really bad. I movie. hope I hope you just play as Jared Leto's Joker. Oh man, that would actually be. And the whole game is about inter- the whole game is about trying too hard. I <laughs> guess this. Yes, I I love this idea. <laughs> oh, it's mean. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, all right, Curse of the Moon too, Mike. There that we was go. Exciting to see. There was get, a there was a few more of these. Uh, place. Yeah, these are, there was a few of these uh like smaller presentations with new games and stuff. Once again, hard to keep track of all this stuff. Uh, but one of the highlights from one of them, well, I think this was the New Game Plus Expo, uh, was Curse of the Moon 2, which is blood st- the Bloodstained like, remake uh, that they Better did. Better Bloodstained for- game. Really? You don't like Bloodstained? I'll tell you what. I did not get very far in uh, right, Ritual yeah. of the Night. I didn't. I don't know why. I was excited for it. I think you got to skip the story and you got to go back do. again. But like, it's hard. For, yeah, I think so. But like, yeah, the story was really driving me down. I wasn't a big fan of the 3D, 2D aesthetic. And I'm like, and meanwhile, Curse of the Moon 2, or Curse of the Moon 1, I mean, like, just looks beautiful. It's fun to play the entire time. At no point am I, like, bored or rolling my eyes. So, yeah, right. like, more of that, especially, like, like one of the characters is just, like, a corgi in a mech suit. I'm like, okay, that's a good yeah. thing. Uh, so, yeah, I, and I think this is smart of them because um, I, a lot of people did like Blood, Bloodstained uh, in the, the Ritual of the Night, that, that game. And the Curse of the Moon 1 uh, was also very good. A lot of people like that. Uh, and so now to like to follow that up with another game pretty quickly is it, it, wise. It keeps the games in, yeah. the, in, in people's minds. And, and I'm sure and a Ritual of the Night 2 is coming. So Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that was nice to see. Uh, last thing here, and then we can move on to, to The Last of Us Part 2. Um, Sean Layden uh, speaking to some guy named Dean Takahashi at well, Game Lab. That loser. Yeah, right. I don't know. Pretty, probably not very good at video games, I would say. Um, he uh, basically the quote that everyone's taking is he, is that he would welcome a return to twelve to fifteen hour AAA games. And, and you know, he used to work at Sony. He's not in a position to like do this anymore. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I just think it's worth bringing up. They'll be like, uh, do you expect uh, with the next generation of games to for like? The Last of Us Part Two is twenty five hours or so. Um, is that like the level of game that you expect in the next generation, uh, or do you think they're going to have to get smaller because like everything else is going to get more expensive, so making content is going to be more expensive? Yeah, uh, it's it's weird because we're going to talk about Last of Us a little bit here, but like we'll I said, I said I was like right now. So yeah, I said I was like ten hours into it, and part of me is almost like. 
this game really going to go on for another like 10 to 15 hours? Yeah. Like, cause I mean, how long was the last of us one? I feel like I don't, it wasn't that long. And I've been playing some PlayStation two games, you know, and those are all like nice 10 hours long. And I was just like, man, where did it happen? Where we used to understand like, yeah, RPGs are long. It's one of the games, but like, you know, this like game made from whoever this platform or a shooter, that's going to be like eight to 12 hours long. And like, and that's not been the case for so long that I don't know if you can, suddenly expect people to go back with you. Like, I feel like the, if games start trying to be 10 hour long, ten hours long again, more regularly, I feel like people are going to complain yeah. and somehow t- turn it into, like, this is a bad value. So, I don't know. I hate it, but uh, I don't, like, do, like, do I think Horizon 2 is going to be a... There's no way that's not going to be a longer game than the last one, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it does feel like it just it has to be more, and that means it has to be longer. Um, and I, yeah, I agree. That's a bummer. I think, man, f- 15 hours feels like the right mark for these games. If you're trying to like, say you're a big game with a lot of value and a lot, like in terms of like play time, uh, I, I, you're right. Like I, I'm like five to maybe six hours into the last of us part two. Um, and the idea, like I'm, I'm, I'm already kind of accepting the fact that like, I'm probably never going to finish this game. Uh, there's just, it's like, I, I could play like two hours every couple of nights and that's like, over that's like longer than a month like it would take for me to actually play through the game so um uh, yeah i i I just don't by by that time no one's gonna be talking about it anymore and it's gonna be kind of all uh it's gonna be passed so so yeah i i think 15 hours is digestible and it's still a lot Uh, i think most people you know and you could always add like you know new game plus to keep stuff going for people that are super fans or whatever so so I don't know. I think it's the right the right amount of time. And I do I do think he's right that it's like, you know, games are going to get more expensive. Like, where do you cut back? Um, I think just on the total number, total amount of content cut back there, that saves a ton of money. And you can what you have can be super refined and, and, and look a lot better and play better or whatever. Right. I mean, yeah, it certainly seems to be like the solution to that problem. Right. And it's a solution. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some people just aren't good. Like, there's no way Rocksteady is going to be like, yeah, we're going to make a ten dollar. Rocksteady, I mean, uh, Rockstar is going to make a 10-hour game now, right? Like, like Grand Theft Auto 6, like, they're going to say, it's just the biggest, longest Grand Theft Auto yet, right? Like, that's going to happen. Like, look how much insanely bigger Red Dead Redemption 2 was from the first one. It's like, like, did it need to be that much bigger? You Mm -hmm. know, and it's like, it's hard to say yes. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, and I think, like, a good, like, when I look to this sort of thing, like, Hitman is a really good example because, um... It's like it's open world, but they're very tiny open worlds. But there's a lot of detail happening, a lot of like intricate clockwork movements of, of people that you can interact with. Um, and and you're supposed to like play them over and over and over again to see how these different intricacies, uh, you know, can, can be affected and changed. Um, and that only works because you're in a relatively small space. Um, and, and so so I think like you get something back by taking away from the this ov- overall traditional concept of scale. Uh, you can have more detail. And, and to me, that's kind of one of the things I want to see in the next gen. So uh, especially with these improved CPUs, more, more, uh, uh, you know, simulation stuff could be very exciting. All right. Um, but speaking of the last of us part two, uh, we've both been playing it. Um, I guess, you know, you just want to do your quick like take so far. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Cause like, I still don't want to spoil anything, I guess. Yeah. But... We don't have to do that. We're not going to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird because whenever I'm playing the game, I like it. It's when I'm not playing the game that I kind of have more negative feelings about it. And sure, like, I get that. Kind of like don't want to go back to it. And like part of it is 
the oppressiveness of it, right? And I mean, you know, it's by design. And I know I, I got flack for saying this about Half-Life Alex, but it's pretty similar, right? Like, like you know, it's kind of like, you know, everything's crappy and ruined, dark and grim and, and everything sucks. And it's like, you know, it's kind of, especially with everything else, like like a week like this, it's kind of draining to inhabit that world for, for such a long period of time, right? Especially when, like, before, it's like I was playing Animal Crossing and, like, Jack and Daxter. And now it's, right, like, yes. It's like whiplash almost for me. Uh, but, like, it, it's, there's the, the uh, I hate to say craftsmanship, that sounds so pretentious, but, like, it's such a well-made game. I yeah. mean, you know, Naughty Dog is just ridiculous with the character models and the animation and the environment. It's like, it, it's, if, if it's not the prettiest looking game of this generation, it, it's got to be up there at least. So, that is, you know, and like that's and that stuff's not just, you know, like curtains to me like that does make the experience better. It's it's like I, I have fun Agreed. seeing how good this stuff looks. And, and that is, you know, certainly a big part of it. And I still think like the gameplay kind of loop of the original Last of Us, like in, that's very much still here. Like it's mostly a stealth game and they're like animal scarcity is like actually a thing. So you have to worry about that. And there's kind of like the on the spot crafting. Like I think that still all feels really good in tents and stuff. So, so like, I'm not sure why I don't love it more, I guess. Uh, and, and I think I can't really, I'm not sure how I totally feel about it still until I beat it, which again, like I already talked about it right now. Like I'm already wishing that I was closer to an ending. Like I was wishing mm-hmm. things are happening a little faster Instead, I feel like, this, you know, the it's, game's really taking its time to do something. And I feel like, I, I feel like, I know something weird has to happen because everyone's mad about something. And I'm like, it's got to, unless it's, unless it's something I, that's already happened and they're mad about that. And then that's really. I guess stupid. part of it. Yeah. But yeah, like, I think that is what it is. Um, Jesus, uh, I think that's the biggest part of it. But I, I think most of it's just that, it, you know, I mean, this isn't a spoiler. Ellie's a, a lesbian, and I think most of the people that are hating the game are just homophobic. And uh, I mean, I tell you, I mean, if you didn't, I mean, I, I, uh, like if you had played their first Last of Us in that DLC thing, and you didn't think that Ellie was like potentially a lesbian, like come on, like that's yep. shocking. And if you play this game and you're not like immediately like, man, these characters are actually great. This flirting is really touching. Like, yeah. I, it's um, there's something wrong with you. It's not something wrong with the game. Uh, I think all, a lot of that stuff's working for me. Um, uh, the characters are working. Um, I I'm, I'm really interested in uh, the villain characters. I I I, con- I constantly want to see like, okay, what's going to happen next with them? Um, uh, you know, I'm talking around stuff because I don't want to spoil it. But like, one of them's named named Abby, and like, you know, seeing her thing early on, I mean, like, I mean, why? What is going on here? Why is she so mad? Like, what? Yeah, I. That stuff that they're they're putting they're singing their hooks to me in terms of like telling a compelling compelling story in terms of just like uh, the character drama. Um, yeah, I but can... like the plot, and I guess it's not too much of a of a spoiler here to say that this is a, a revenge story. They, they were right. always very clear about that. And I'm like, how interesting is that going to be? And yes. can 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 a revenge story carry a 25 hour game? No, that's kind of where what I'm interested to see. So yeah, and I think that's that's going to be um, the thing that probably eventually uh, sets me loose of this game is that uh, I get it, r- r- you know, you go out for revenge, dig two graves. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's an old saying for a reason. Like we we know it, we get it, um, yeah, we get it, we know it. There's been lots of art that has that has dealt with that. Uh, mm-hmm. So and, I, and- I know that. And I, like part of it is like I'm thinking about criticism. But I've I've just heard of the game before it even came out, and like one of the things people saying like this game's not really about anything. And part of me, like, there's part of me, it's like, well, you know, 
whatever. Like Mario Odyssey is not about anything, right? So yeah. do we necessarily yeah. like the whole game to say? But then there's, I mean, there is a different expectation for a game like this also. And when you are kind of going through so much story and so, you know, you're seeing so many great characters, you kind of don't want that stuff wasted on this kind of narrative that isn't necessarily all that interesting, I suppose. And, and, Again, and like, I don't I think know if it's interesting or not yet. I'm not, I'm not through it. Right. Yeah. And like, so I see that was the stuff that's working for me, but like, I think like you're touching on another thing where it's like, um, for me, like Mario Odyssey and a lot of video games, uh, they're not about like the things that movies are always about, like, you know, human beings and their problems. It's about um, objects in the way that they uh, meet. And the, when that resistance happens, like what it like, what, 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 what resistance is put on the player because things are like getting in the way or, 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 you know, just physical objects moving through space time. Uh, th- like that, that's what games are really good at. It's like just physical interactions and, and the results of those phys- physical interactions. Um, and um, I, you know, I, I think that the last of us part two's stealth action gameplay, uh, it is refined and it, it, and it is good, but it is very much, um, limited in terms of it's in terms of what you're going to do with it because it's happening for players. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just putting you in a, 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 in a room that has an obvious solution. You're, you know, it's not like the sandbox that like metal gear, metal gear solid five was, which has similar gameplay. Um, but but that was done in an open world and, and you could pro- really could approach things in, in sort of any direction and come up with these crazy yeah. plans. And it's like here, it's like I get into the you know, I get into the situation where like, oh, there's some clickers or whatever. And there's some people trying to hunt me down and there's a bottle on the floor. I, I get what I'm supposed to do here. I'm supposed to get them to fight each other. And and then I watch the, the chaos ensue. Um, and it's it's those systems are there. Those the, these systems of interaction are there to engage with. It is just like. Um, I'm still in a very directed experience and I'm still in this, this thing where it's like um, the game, the game doesn't want to let give me too much of a leash. It's like, you know, we did build these things. We want you to experience them. Um, but, but it's not like, it's not your idea. Like it's the game's idea. And that's where, and that's it for me. That's where it's like, okay, I, I, I get it. I played it and it's really well made. Um, but I don't need to do that over and over again for, for 25 hours. I will say that I think the, stuff i'm finding the most fun is just kind of these sections where it's more like here's a bunch of like empty buildings maybe go explore those and i almost kind of like the scavenging aspect the most like walking around or even like something like you know the, i almost wish there's more things like this but there's a lot of like here's here's a wow i forgot the word for a safe for a second here's a safe <laughs> i want to say lock chest here's a lock chest it's a better name here's yeah, a safe but it's like, oh, what's the code? And sometimes it's real easy. Like you find the piece of paper, there's a code there. But sometimes it's like, oh, look, here's this person's calendar and their anniversary is marked on it. So maybe that's the code. And it's kind of stuff like that. Like, I, I like that. Did you know that yeah, the clicks make a different sound once you get to the right number on the thing. So if you, it's just a slightly different sound. So if you really want to just sit there that's and brute force it, you can. That's but it's, you know, it's slightly different. It's, it is obviously easier to just look for the code. But yeah, I, 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 I like that. One. Like when you first get this is the twist. Where when you get first get to Seattle, it's almost more of an open world for a little bit. Yeah. And I guess uh, that's the last time I've heard that was the it only does it then. And it doesn't go back to that. Yeah, that's it felt a lot like I forget if you played Uncharted Lost Legacy. It felt a lot like Uncharted the Last Legacy for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. But I almost thought that was going to be the format of the game. I thought it was going to be kind of more of these smaller open sections but yeah then there hasn't been anything like that since uh it's been much more just like the first one in terms of structure yeah, yeah. and i i i think i've uh 
I'm kind of I'm through like the first day of Seattle. I'm on like day two. So, I just started uh, day three to give you an idea. Okay, that's a good non-spoiler okay. way of saying where you are at least. Right. Yeah. Um. And I like the setting. I, I to me, like I didn't. I never played through all the way of, of the Last of Us Part One. Um. I you know I just read, read what happened to the story. Um. But like it looks, it still looks a lot like that game. I mean, it looks better. But like Seattle looks a lot like Boston once it's covered in all the green stuff, but it still looks really cool and it is still cool to explore. And there, there is so much detail that it is rewarding to go look for stuff. Um, and, and you're right. I, all that, that, that is working for me as well. I, I just think, um, yeah, if, if this just turns out to be revenge is bad. Uh, and if you are, if you go for revenge, you're the real monster in this world of monsters. Um, that's going to be very disappointing. Um, and I can, I can already tell that the, the, the gameplay is just sort of, um, you know, it's ho-hum right. for me. Yeah, no, I, I like the gameplay more, more than you do, but yeah. I, I agree kind of, yeah, I agree with that point about, about revenge and, uh, and so forth. But, uh, I, I will say, I, I know we talked about before about like how violent the trailers were. And so far, it seems like the trailers were more violent than the game itself. And I think yeah. that's just the context. Like, again, like, the actual on-screen violence isn't bothering nearly isn't bothering me nearly as much as it did. Just seeing it out of context in the middle of like a Sony PlayStation E3 briefing or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And like uh, some violent deaths uh, happen, and it's like it's like you expect oh, that, that. Would, it's this kind it, of yeah, game. yeah. And it's like it's like wow, that that is graphic. But um, it, you know, the game is leading up to this. You understand like what like what's happening in terms of like the potential to die and how angry all these people are. Uh, and, and so when you have all that context put around something, it's like, okay, uh, this is, it, it makes sense. And seeing it, it's like, well, I, kn- I knew this is where we were going to end up. And you're right. It's completely different than E3. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I need to keep playing it, but like, I, 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 I am, um, I do want to keep kind of going back right now for the characters. Uh, I do find myself thinking about like, Oh, I want to see what this next section is going to be like. Um, and like they, they, there's some flashbacks here or there. Uh, and I'm like, Oh, playing through those is cool. Like I, cause it's like spending time with these characters is actually nice. They, they're well acted and stuff. Um, uh, I guess I just, I, I don't expect the combat to open up any more than it has in terms no. of like really just letting you loose. That's, I guess that's the other reason why I'm like surprised that like, I feel there's like twice as much game left because I, yeah, I feel like I've basically have gameplay wise done everything there is to do necessarily. Yeah. Part of me is like being spoiled with like something like Mario Odyssey where there's like something new constantly. And like, that's kind of my big takeaway here, I guess is like why maybe I'm sounding more like, Oh, this is an, an eight and not like, you know, 10 out of 10 best game ever. It's just, I, I'm starting to drift more towards like these really gamey games. Right. Yeah. Like, 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 like my, you ask me like my favorite genres right now are like 3d platformers and like RPGs and, and that's kind of stuff like that. And like my, my, the, these kind of highly cinematic game experiences like this, I, I still like them. And there's some, I still like really like a lot. Like I liked uh, Spider-Man a lot. I love Uncharted obviously, but like, I'm not quite as like head over heels for them as maybe, I once was maybe that's like part of going back to like, you know, something like cyberpunk, like why am I not crazy excited about this? I'm like, I mean, maybe that's just next kind of thing like this. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Sony's going to keep doing this prestige games and they haven't been for me for a while. Yeah. Uh, but they you know, when they, yeah. And yeah, they're and they're, and they're good at it for, for that audience. And there's obviously a huge audience for it. Um, and you know, and it's like Last of Us, like it, like it really is gigantic um, in terms of its popularity. Like it like reaches far beyond 
um, like traditional gaming. Gave fans. that HBO TV show, right? Yeah, and like uh, the 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 host of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me on NPR was just tweeting about how much he like loved the first game and he can't wait for the sequel. And it's like that's the game he plays. Um, it's that sort of game. Uh, and so it's like with this game, I am um, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't. I, I think it, I think it's probably going to satisfy most of the people that uh, you know of the you know whatever 15 million people end up buying the game. I think most of them are going to be happy with it. There is there are the weirdos out there that just seem to hate it because they're homophobic um but they're gonna hate it no matter what uh but but like it's it's gonna satisfy that audience and i'm i'm like standing back and being like it's not for me it's clearly well made it's clearly a good game uh it's not for me um i think maybe the story is it could end up being uh you know bad uh but it's overall like it's a good game it's not like um uh, you know red dead redemption 2 is my example of a game that i think is is poorly made i don't i don't think it's a good game. Uh, i like see i like red dead redemption 2 more than this even i like i i came around i think i started feeling like I do right now for Red Dead Redemption 2, then I really came around to it by the end. I, so. uh, yeah, I, I, but I, I like it's fine that you don't yeah. like Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, like, I get it. Like God, like God of War was like a, a closer where it's like God of War, like it's not for me, but I could see why it's a good game. It's well made, and I, and you know I wouldn't change it. But like, um, yeah, I, I I just think that uh, this game is is closer to that in terms of like yeah, it should be exactly what it is. Uh, it's going to sell great, and and people deserve to have these kinds of games. Uh, there's not a lot of people making games like this, so well, no, uh, not really. Sony wants to keep doing it. They should, and I'm glad it's succeeding for them because that means they'll keep doing it in the future, uh, even if they continue not to be for me. Like uh, Spider Man is, and I'll, I'll get the next. You know, I'll get Miles Morales and then Spider Man Two, and I'll be happy with that. So. Yeah, um, I'll keep playing it. Maybe we'll do a check in next week. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll beat it eventually. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so look forward to that. But I think that's going to be it for this week, Mike. Why don't we wrap up this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, tell people where they can find you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at Tolkoto, T O L K O T O, and my uh, Disney podcast, which is '90s Disney at '90sDisney.com, and wherever you find podcasts. And I am at Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Um, you can get me on uh, twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb and youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Um, and I, my other podcast is How Games Make Money. A new episode went up uh, earlier today. Uh, that episode was uh, an interview with Jeffrey Thompson Jr., who is one of the founders of Epoch Media. Uh, he is a, a black American in a... In, an accelerator program in Poland and he's trying to be the first black American to get VC funding in Poland. Uh, we talk all about that. It's a good episode. Uh, check that out. Um, but yeah, otherwise, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back with another new episode next week until then have a good one and goodbye. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.